Hey guys, Triple Whale is now offering post-purchase surveys absolutely free. Go check it out and enjoy the episode. The word shouldn't be biddable. If they were 100% authority on it, then no one else would be able to bid on it. The fact that they're not is what's causing the problem. The fact that Google does not know who Nike is on Nike's website, because it sucks, is partially why they have to spend so much on these branded search terms. Branded search would not exist. Nobody's 100 yet, so it hasn't panned out that way. But that's how the math shakes out from the algorithm. Thank you for joining us again today. I'm Sarah Levenger. I'm your host. This is the Pit Stop Podcast. And yes, I am still sick. This is just my life now, and I'm going to be sick till I die. Hashtag, that's on parenting. I am joined today <laughs> by my lovely friend, Katie. You are fantastic. You're wonderful. You're Sorry. one of the most like experienced people in totally separate kind of industry than I'm in. Obviously, I'm in paid advertising. I'm a creative strategist. So like my whole world is just built on ads. But you've got... 15 years of experience with just straight like Google and and websites and understanding kind of the basis of the foundations of what you need from a website standpoint. And isn't that where the majority of our businesses are built? So yeah, I've been really enjoying talking to you. So thank you for joining me again today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I always love our conversations. They're so good. Your expertise in everything is just like, oh my, yeah, yeah. She's got a point. Yeah. This is just because Sarah reads a lot. I mean, recently, this year, I haven't read almost anything, which is not good. And that's just because I've been so crazy busy. I haven't had time to read. So I feel like I need to get on Audible and just read while I'm doing other things, you know? I don't don't know. I can't do that. I I don't know. I agree. I enjoy the book. I want to actually read from a piece of paper, but thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. That came from tons and tons and tons of reading. We have been chatting though a ton about Google, which has been interesting to me because I'm full on into meta, TikTok, Pinterest, like Snapchat. That's my whole world of social media. Google is a totally different beast. And I did a few years on that particular, like, I guess you could call it. It's not really a platform, but search engine. Back in the day when I was doing WordPress development. And one of the things that came up a lot was people always wanted sites to look pretty And that's what I feel is what's happening in paid advertising. Like we want it to be pretty. We want it to be branded. And oftentimes that's not what what works at all. So I want to know from the expert, do you think now that we've kind of set down this, this kind of idea of really your sites need to be doing well for Google's like needs and then from their foundational standpoint for your ads to work. Do you think media buying is something that's going to become obsolete as we move forward? That's a really good question. I don't think it'll be obsolete. I do think that, I think it's going to change a lot. And I think that it has become like sexy and fun and it was cool and you could make a lot of money doing it. And people spend a lot of money doing it and there are a lot of creatives in it and you can make all this cool stuff. And I think what we're seeing in a giant pullback and in like a lot of goes into it, right? Like your bid is set by your website score already. So a lot of people are sort of shooting themselves in the foot from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. But I hear a lot of people talk about making cool ads and like cool, fun, interesting. From like the bottom of my heart, people can tell when it's an ego project. And I think that ads have kind of like jumped the shark, that it's very like, we're a brand and we're cool and we love us and our mom says we're pretty and like it's a very like self-focused. My mom says I'm pretty. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I would 100% agree with this. Yeah. This is the interesting part about marketing in general. I haven't read a whole lot this year, obviously, but I would say I haven't read a lot of books. I should rephrase that. It's not that Sarah doesn't read. I read other things. <laughs> I haven't read a whole lot of like large scale books, but I've been reading a ton of studies this year. Mm. Quite a lot actually on like old timey advertising, 1920s, 1930s style advertising. Yeah. And that really was like the foundation of marketing and advertising in general, because these people 
really did figure out pretty quickly that you are in the attention game yeah. and not necessarily the advertising game. You putting out an ad doesn't equate people buying your stuff. Right. If you're not actually solving a problem, then there's not a whole lot of places you're going to get to. And it's interesting because I find nowadays the, the majority of the people that I talk to, especially long-term media buyers, again, generalized statement, not every long-term media buyer, but some of the long-term media buyers I talk to are almost proud of the fact that they've spent yeah. millions of dollars on advertising. And I always come back at them with like, how much did you make from that? Yeah. And how much was that year over year? So like good on you for spending a lot of money. But I get nervous when I see that like, oh, we spent like yeah. 5 million last month. I'm like, Jesus, why did you need to spend 5 million right. in advertising? That's and a like, lot. what did you make? What yeah. did you make? That's a lot of freaking money in advertising. And again, it depends on the size of your brand, depends on the product, depends on the customer. But overall, I would argue that like paid advertising is a partner to what's happening on your website and then what's happening right. in your business than like the mainstay of your business. If, if you're leaning sure. on paid advertising, I get nervous about that. <laughs> 100%. You, one, you should not be paying for friends. And two, yeah. like paid advertising has a place and that place is incrementality. And I, I say this to customers a lot and I know it like has blown a couple of minds. I'm so what ready. What you can bid on, like – so it said briefly earlier, like your bid floor is set by your organic rank. Yeah. What you can bid on, and this is because bids are punitive, right? So like what is actually happening when you go to buy a Google ad, a display ad, almost any meta ad, you are saying, instead of being mathematically 100% what I say I am, I will buy the difference. Yeah. Oh. So I'm a 50 out of 100. Yeah. My CPCs are really high because I'm a liar and I need to buy that 50% back. Jeez. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because a lot of brands have beautifully branded websites that are yeah. not scrapable or indexable. So when a search engine gets there and is like, are they what they say they do? They can't tell. It's just a bunch of pictures. And they're like, we, we have no idea. So when you go to bid on an ad, people do spend a ton of money and it is millions yes. and millions of yeah. dollars. And you feel like you have to because if you didn't, you wouldn't have any traffic. That does not mean that the ads made it. It means you need to fix your website. Because once you have a clean website and go to market, then you buy the ads like, we're a women's brand, but we're launching men's. To launch men's, I would need to buy that attention because I, I don't have a history of being a men's brand. That's yeah, what ads yeah, are yeah. for. Or like, we are a classic product and we want to reach back out. Like, there's definitely a place for it, but it's a much more strategic one. It's a lot of like spray and pray now and it yeah. shouldn't should be very laser focused on what you need. So those giant spend dollars, I'm always like, yay, I can't wait to yes. look at that. Yes. Well, and that's the most interesting part is because we we have a lot of people whose job it is to come in and make incremental lift, especially mm -hmm. like CRO, even like creative strategy. My job is to make sure that incremental lift is happening for paid advertising. And again, like we talked about this before, like not to talk myself out of a job. If we're, we have no foundation of the business, it's very difficult for me to help you guys do better with your paid advertising because- right. Paid advertising is strategic. It's not supposed to be foundational right. to the business. Right. So my question to you then would be, as a business who's trying really, really hard to do it the quote-unquote right way, to actually go and build a website that solves a problem so that Google can see them faster so that they can actually rank up, what do you think people should focus on then from a split standpoint? Like how much effort should they be putting into organic and how much in paid? I mean, or does it depend on the business? Broadly, it, in a perfect mathematical world, paid wouldn't yeah. exist. It yeah, wouldn't true. exist at all. Yeah. And the yeah. algorithm wouldn't allow for it. So from yeah. a purely theoretical and mathematical standpoint, Nike should never be able to bid on Nike 
the word shouldn't be biddable. If they were 100% authority on it, then no one else would be able to bid on it. The fact that they're not is what's causing the problem. The fact that Google does not know who Nike is on Nike's website, because it sucks, is partially why they have to spend so much on these branded search terms. Branded search would not exist. Nobody's 100 yet, so it hasn't panned out that way. But that's how the math shakes out from the algorithm. Okay, yeah. Coming from that standpoint, we, we do a lot of cutting far back on spending until there are big programs. Like, if you're not going to have a perfect website, you need to keep it on all the time and it needs yeah. to be – like, that's where you're going to hold your place in line. If you're not going to fix your website, you do have to pay for it. It's a fine. At that point, you're probably doing like 30% of your budget. It okay. should be closer to like five and it should be for cool new initiatives, pure incrementality, picking a new subset of people. Interesting. And out of your whole budget, it should be like a small pop. You can't do it like that right now. Like that, yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah, that wouldn't be strategically yeah. strong. But when all the systems make sense, you can use it for pure incrementality. And I think that's where we get stuck. Yeah. Because if you talk yeah. to any ad agency, there's a lot of like, we well, have to protect your ground. Yeah. The reason that you do is your website though. Yeah. It's ah, not shoot. actually the Wild West. Like you can actually set really this up do. in a way that like you protect yourself. We just don't. Yeah. I feel like I need to have you come audit my website. <laughs> I'm like, my website probably sucks now. I'm like sure thinking about all the things that are on it. Oh, it, it probably does. My website is beautiful. My web developer was fantastic. She's a wonderful person. Right. Shout out to Samira. But it, it was done by me in my spare time. It was just like, I need a website, right? So I, mean, I just same. threw something up yeah. and there it was. And like, that's the way it sat for the last year because it's been tabled. Like I haven't yeah. had time to go back and redo the website. Busy. Some of these people though have thousands of SKUs mm-hmm. and like hundreds of landing pages I mean, yeah. it, it could get very difficult to go back and actually pull your website into Google best practices. It so I, I don't know. Do you, do you have like a, I don't know, a, a checklist of like fix this first type of a thing? Yeah. Does that exist? We do. It does exist. Okay. We do like on a client side, but just in a general side, there is weighted rank to every space on a website. Okay. So landing pages are kajillionth in line. So one, stop making them. But if you're not going to do that, like don't worry about them that much. Interesting. Okay, your homepage okay. matters the most. Above the fold on your homepage matters literally the most. And the upper left-hand quadrant is the most important place on your website. So make sure that your nav makes sense. Make sure that you're not stuck in a Shopify profile where your first tab is shop. Because unless you sell shops, you have just told the search engine that you are a shop. A shop. That's you're not. scary. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Okay. There's All right. a lot of that. I've There's a lot of like people want to put impressive. like a hero in like that like broad yes. upper panel. Yeah, uh, you yeah. don't get any credit for that. It's just .jpg. So, so when a search crazy. engine looks at it, it's a gray rectangle. So yeah. stop telling your story with images and start doing it with words. Do it in a text file. Do not put it on top of the image. That's not parsable either. So split it up. So again, Shopify peeps, this is pretty easy. Take that top module, make it a square. Make it right-hand justified make a left-hand justified text box and put the problem that you solve in that box. And you will triple your traffic. I do this stuff all the time as like a party trick at like conferences because I'm real (laughs) fun to be around. And it's always giant jumps in traffic. Like That's amazing. That's so crazy. And again, this is interesting because as we've talked about before, Google is a mathematical system. So you have to do some stuff that makes sense mathematically, right. like within the grid, within the quadrant. We're not talking about like hacks. You right. know, we're not talking about keyword stuffing or like SEO at any point. All we're talking about is making it easier for Google to read your site. 
Yeah. And humans, by the way. Like, this is where the grandma test comes back in. Like, if I covered up your – I used to do this all the time. If I cover up your logo and your hero image, one, it's just going to be a gray square because I've seen all your Shopify sites. But two, if for some (laughs) reason you did put copy on it, will your grandmother get it? And let me tell you, there are a million brands with beautiful, very clever websites and, like – you don't know that's a soda company. Oh my god. You don't know this sells so razors. True. If you cover it up, yeah, you would never know. You would just right. never know. Oh, okay. We could talk forever about this one too. On and on and on about all these because it's just like blowing my mind. I think we should probably stop this one here. Where can people find you if they want to reach out, especially if they want to work with you for auditing their sites? I think this is super important. Yeah, yeah, happily. Morphology Consulting is the company, M-O-R-P-H-O-L-O-G-Y. Morphology Labs is our website where if you want to reach out for an audit or you want to work with us, you can also just DM me though. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter under Catherine McKee. Morphology is also on both of those. If you don't want to come to the person, you can go to the <laughs> brand site as well. So we're, we're around. We're, we're on the That's internet. perfect. Go find her, people. Have her audit your website. Everybody could use this just, just to be able to see like where you rank and how easily it might be to just fix some of the traffic issues that you've been experiencing. So thank you for being on the show. This is wonderful. Same. Thank you so much. Mesa is used by customers like Mudwater, Chubbies, and over 500 others who want to stop wasting time and money with repetitive tasks. Mesa lets brands like yours work smarter and balance clever workflows with solid infrastructure. Head to getmesa.com, G-E-T-M-E-S-A.com to start automating your store.